Unfurl the golden sails, pull out your abacuses, set your scales right, and begin to take stock on this week's golden treasure-filled episode of Dead Men Roll No Crits. Now, this is your first mate, Patrick, here, welcoming you all back to the podcast. But this show would not be complete without my four friends and fellow players. So welcome back, Jabert, Rebecca, Seth, and Tyler. Hey! Hello. How be you folks? How it be? Oh man, excited to be at level seven. Yeah. Oh, uh, level seven feels so good. Rebe- I know Rebecca and I are very excited for the next uh, uh, magic slinger that we come across, Patrick. Oh, do you get evasion too? Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> oh boy. I do. I really do. We have a lot in common, you and I. I mean, Swashbuckler and Rogue. Mm-hmm. We're very, yes. I don't honestly know what Swashbuckler is better at than you. <laughs> but I, I I, guess I get panache. That's cool. You can't get that. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah, you get all just, that you, Christmas you stuff. I don't have any of the Christmas stuff. So. Well, yes. I mean, I, I guess I get to focus on charisma but um you know there's a line right like you get so many skills and skill increases you could be practically as good as i am even if your chaw was like 12 right it doesn't have to be that high um you know uh cassius's charisma is uh only uh, only i guess cassius's charisma is 18 um so you know uh <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm a little bit better at the chaw stuff, but I mean, you have way a more bit, skills than I do. A bit better, and and you do way more damage than I do by a, a vast sea of difference. Well, um, Alaris also gets killed a lot more often. So, I was about to say I want to start this week off uh, congratulating you guys on finishing book two of Skull and Shackles, uh, but also apologizing that I once again tried to drown. Alaris, Rebecca. You gotta stop doing that. <laughs> I'm sorry. You just your your lungs they look so drownable. Uh, you guys, yeah, have leveled up. Got one of the largest loot drops, and I've I've checked the numbers. It's the largest loot drop in the history of 50 years of tabletop role playing games. You're welcome, what? everyone. Whoa. Goodness, I don't know about that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> pretty sure. I checked every single one that's ever checked all the games. Must be true. Yeah. Whoa, crazy. But yes, last week, uh, between last episode and, and this week's episode, you guys have moved from book two and level six into level seven and book three of Skull and Shackles. Uh, this book is called Tempest Rising. Oh, boy. Tempest I think this is, think this is a, a Candoso book. <laughs> this is the Candoso book. <laughs> it's got storms in the title. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, before we got back to the story i want to talk to you a little bit beforehand about leveling up your characters to seven talk to you about your new features your feats what all you've you've gotten uh, if there's anything you want to to highlight um what uh what are you guys sitting on tell us how these characters have changed i am sitting on a chair oh <laughs> oh saw that one. Oh yeah he got you good um I'm an expert spellcaster now. So Kendo so has uh, got a little 
better chance to hit with those spell attack rolls and a little higher DC. DC goes up too, right? Yeah. So what's yeah. DC you're sitting at now? Like a 24? 25. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, even with things that have like a, a plus 15 reflex these days, it's very possible to... Um, got, a, got a pretty good... Fail. Yeah. Yeah, pretty pretty good chance to have him get 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 a success. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in addition to that, the, uh, the really the big thing that happens at this level is I get level four spells, and so I only get mm. two at the moment. But uh, uh, I've I've been looking over a whole bunch of them, and uh, I just I, I don't know how to pick two. They're just they're a bunch <laughs> of good ones, and so but... we'll see when they they come into play, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. So it's a uh, uh yeah some real some real bangers but we'll see exciting um who's next uh alaris is now a master in both reflex saves and perception oh my (laughs) there is there's no sneaking up and uh trapping you now right (laughs) yeah so i might be doing a lot more searching than i used to do um now that i'm so good at perception oh boy and i I know i'm gonna rock those hidden rolls for you <laughs> every single time as well it's gonna be 19s and 18s great great any any um abilities or anything else besides like um skill increases well the master in reflex uh, comes with evasion so that's something i've been waiting for for a few levels uh, i've been waiting on that too <laughs> i know i know now kendoso can shoot at i can me. light you up matter. with a lightning yeah. bolt yeah, yeah. and hey, feel I'm, no I'm remorse s- i'm still waiting for it <laughs> you'll get there buddy you'll get there i'll light you up with a lightning bolt too <laughs> You can start also, taking rogue levels. I also decided to take a skill increase in Arcana and also a skill feat in Arcane Sense, so I can now detect mm-hmm. magic all the time. So I've got lots oh. of stuff that I can do in my downtime. I can search really well. I can detect magic really well, and that's I can awesome. Stealth really well. So oh, lots of tre- options. Treasure will not be evading you anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um, what about uh, Hanto? Sad. Mm. Um, came in just under 100 hit points. He has 99 hit points now. Oh, 99 oh. hit points. So, but taking out the tank ain't gonna be one. Yeah. Well, I mean, I did. You still, you still remember in one run, one round of combat, got rid of a lot of those hit points. <laughs> so, I, I, yeah. I, I don't doubt your ability to do that again. Oh, but Seth, anyway, you should have heard what he did to me last night. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, I think I think we're uh, oh, we might be matching up uh, Demon Rono crits and Cosmic Crit episodes. But yeah, if you're the tank, uh, you might want to be wary of uh, losing four rounds to being stunned. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's one of those conditions I really don't like. But hey, good news is is uh, not only am I an expert in all. Saving throws. I'm a master in will now because uh, I took my first step on the path oh. to perfection. Oh my my my! Hanto is even faster than usual. Uh, he his incredible movement impre- uh, increased another five feet, so he has oh, a forty foot what? speed now. Oh okay. Uh, on land and in water. Um, Jeez, please, you're a fish. He is now a master in acrobatics. 
and for my feet, I took Kip up. So it is a free Ooh. action for me to stand and it does not provoke attacks of opportunity. Oh, man. Kung Fu Lizard is what we're going to be seeing. Just all yeah. kinds of awesome battlefield maneuvers. Also doing a little bit of retraining, but I think we'll get to that later, probably. Yeah. 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 What about our last but not least beloved Captain Cassius Tyler? What's happening with the captain? Um, you know, to be honest, not much. <laughs> I, I mean, the Lair's kind of already said it. I get evasion. Oh, you get it as well. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but and that's just uh, part of the swashbuckler level yeah. seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh that's really it. That's really, really it. Everything else is pretty uh lame. Mostly just like, hey, some numbers went up, right? Yeah. We all like numbers going up, but I'm not gonna be anything do anything as cool as kip up or slinging some dc 400 spells or <laughs> well you, whatever, you get you get a whatever few, everything that rogues do is <laughs> uh you get a few uh feats at this level right anything fun anything crazy Nothing we can talk about oh, 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 oh. secret feats feet secret secret feats <laughs> okay secret Okay, well, maybe things that will come out in future episodes, Seth. Maybe you have to um, hold on to your, your britches, and we'll see what happens. Um, But yeah. All right, well, if, if that's everything, let's get back into this week's episode when we last left off, if you guys will recall. Huge pile of treasure has been... It's literally a mountain of things have come out of the magical treasure chest of the pirate captain Cyrus Wolf. The crew is letting out ecstatic waves of uh, cheers and, you know, hip hip hoorays. And uh, I think you might, Captain Cassius, get lifted up by, say, a a Crindle, uh, a, a Tam Tate, Owlbear heart shorn on their shoulders. Dad murdering Jim comes up and gets uncomfortably close to you and uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, picks you up and, and hoists you about as the, the treasure is still raining down upon you. Everyone's very happy that this team up with Isabella Locke has netted such a huge haul for both ships. Uh, even dividing up a quarter or no, one-fifth of the treasure, the, the booty going to the thresher. It's more than 10 pieces of gold per man. And since you guys left Tidewater Rock, uh, I mean, it's a very short amount of time to, to find such a... I mean, this this is a hoard. This is a, a treasure hoard that you've uncovered here. Yeah, so everyone on the ship to a man is ready to sign up for another whole season of sailing the open seas on the the tidebreaker oh i thought you said uh, i thought you were going to say a new a new season of of dead men roll no crits <laughs> a, a new book of Come on shekels to this ap yeah everyone's everyone's staying on board 
<laughs> you know, keep on shackling. Save, of course, for Isabella Locke, her remaining shipmates, who are busy piling their share of the, the loot in, in their own chest and things like that and taking it aboard the, the Thresher. And, uh, yeah, you see her kind of uh, wistfully smoking a pipe, leaning against the, the railing of your ship as, as this. Uh, I think we see a very frazzled Bartleby um, trying his best to, to keep accounts of everything that's piled up on the floor. counting. <laughs> Scrooge McDucking at the same time <laughs> through the treasure, but the entire time. Uh, a very long scroll uh, trailing after you and perhaps uh, Kovic can, can help you out and it's like carrying the end of the scroll uh, right yeah is there um, before Isabella leaves is, is there anything you all want to, to say to her because uh, after um, another day of, of rest and recuperation uh, after the treasure is divvied up she's already said that she's ready to to make her way back out on the ocean i think alaris would uh walk up to isabella with the music box that she found uh in mm. hand um if if you remember we found a music box that was inscribed with isabella's name don't know if it's the same isabella who knows um mm -hmm. i think alaris would see this as as an opportunity to kind of you know, offer a gift and uh, say yeah. her thanks. Um, Isabella will take the box and open it up. It is a, a Virgin music box. It has been a little waterlogged, perhaps seen better days. It, uh, you know, when she opens it, does not make any noise or anything. Um, so she'll take it and just kind of like heave it over her shoulder into the treasure pile and say, it will go for a, a few good golden pieces, but uh, that is a relic of another time that I needn't a reminder of. It's for you and your crew, for, for all you've done, but we, we have what we came for. We, we, we've got our split of the treasure, and it'd be time, Alaris, I, I make my way back to the, the high seas, get my name back out there and let the other captains know of what I did to Shoshi Mira. And along the way, perhaps make some new friends and new enemies. But I wanted to tell you and, and Honto and Kendoso, you all have done right by me and my crew. You all can call upon me if, if you need an ally when your chips are down. Thank you, Alaris. Thank you, Isabella. We couldn't have done it without you. Uh, she will, before leaving, uh, find you Cassius, and I imagine the captain, you're on top of the world after bringing in this hull. Yeah, I think Cassius would be up by the stern castle by the wheel, mm -hmm. and uh, he has Brine Sting, uh, as well as maybe um, yeah, other... New, new magical sword. Yeah, and uh, he's kind of looking off in, into the distance, uh, you know, kind of in thought. Mm -hmm. will, will, will this be the parting of our two ships, Cassius? 
I've come to tell you I'm never going to forgive you for all those years ago taking a crew of inexperienced sailors into the jaws of madness, into the heart of that storm. I'm not going to forgive you for the crew that died that day. But I forgive you for my own life, at least. Uh, Cassius wheels around and he says, Truly, I am sorry for how things turned out. I did not intend to sail into a fool's errand and have lose the lives of everybody there, but this life is only one grand adventure that you can take, and if, if I'm honest, if I could do it again, I'd sail right back into that eye. Crew or no, there's something in that storm that, that calls to me that I must find. And I don't want necessarily to see people hurt, but that'd be the way it is sometimes. I've heard of the knights in and around the the kingdoms to the north riding their horses and, and tilting at windmills but a sailor knowingly taking a, a ship into a, a storm I, I, I like to think that you have a greater mind than that, but I'll do you the mercy in telling you that with those waves tattooed on your, your shoulders, perhaps it is your destiny to ride the storm out and find find out what is what is the cause of it. You granted me mercy, Cassius, when all I wanted was your bloody head in a jar. And for that, I'm happy to say you and I are once more even. But just know that with me and the thresher out there on the waters, while your debts are paid, in the future we might be on opposite sides of the battle once more, and I'll show ye no mercy. I wouldn't have it any other way, Locke. We must do what we must. That is the pirate's way. Uh, yep, she is a, a pretty strict adherent of the code, and she'll give you a an arm clasp, you know, right up to the, the elbows. You can feel maybe electricity kind of darting between her, her fingers. And Can she, I roll the pickpocket? Pickpocket what? <laughs> I don't know. She's got to have something on her. <laughs> like to see you try <laughs> all right well I've, I've rolled very evenly what's your deception is it deception yes uh yeah i have a feet uh, let me see so my deception thievery, is maybe my yeah, deception thievery? is thievery oh, thievery. yeah of course it's uh, thievery it's 15 plus i have i can steal or palm an object that's closely guarded um, without taking a negative five penalty, I could steal. Uh, I can steal objects that otherwise be extremely noticeable or time-consuming to remove. So I just don't take any penalties for trying to steal things that are <laughs> blatantly around. 
Uh, are you just trying to like pull a dagger off of her belt or something? Yeah, it, it, it's like a cheeky thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, 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 yeah, it's it, it, like a, a token or or a knife or something. Yeah, what, I'm not your, trying to take anything of value. Well, what's your total bonus? Fifteen. Uh, yeah, so that will just be enough. Uh, if, if you're not going into like a pocket or something, to indeed pull off, um, you know, maybe just a small scroll case with a, a map in it, <laughs> map back to this place. Maybe that uh, um, yeah. when you unfurl it later, you realize that she's copied a lot of your ships, uh, maps, and, th- and things like that to take back to to her ship. So don't feel too bad stealing from her. <laughs> Um, yeah, as as you see her returning to the thresher and the last bit of treasure uh, kind of um, making its way across the, the gangplanks there, uh, all of a sudden a few dozen figures show up on the edges of both ships. About three dozen humanoid-looking figures in coral-looking armor. Weapons drawn, kind of pointed at everyone on both ship. Uh, you recognize immediately these are Lokatha warriors who have scaled the sides of the ship and have gotten position almost silently around you all. Uh, there is uh, some shouting from from people like Nahim, perhaps, uh, and uh, some of the, the pirates over on the Thresher, but you watch as... The Princess Nima uh, looks over the warriors and calls out to them in Aquin after a, a tense interchange between the sailors and these trained soldiers. But eventually they begin to stow their weapons, bring them to their sides and stand at attention, hovering on the the edges of the, the ships. And you see a few of them kind of move in and secure. Nima and her young. Uh, she says, "Those are from a f- familial tribe. I, I reached out to them in dreams as well, and they've come to rescue me and, and find what remains of my scattered people." I'm Cassius sorry. will step up and just. I'm glad you were able to bring your family back together. That, that is yet to be seen, but we are, we shall try. Cassius, and Isabella, all, all of you, I, I want to thank you for taking out Krellort, the pain and suffering he enacted upon me. It will not fade like the scars, but my new brood will be spared the indignity of slavery beneath his tyrannical scales. The shackles are a better place with that one gone. My people have a number of gifts of the seas, some long lost items and some that have been swept out from the wrecks of your topside ships. I would like to repay your kindness by giving you each one of these now. If that is all right, as as a reward for for saving me, 
one of the warriors will come forth with a, a magical bag. Uh, looks like it is sewn together of many different nets. And from it, she begins to pull a few strange arcane items from within. Last week, I talked to you guys about picking from the various rule books, pulling something fun that your character could potentially use, not game-breaking, <laughs> but an item that you might get as a little bonus in this treasure hoard. And that is where these items are coming from, coming as a reward from Dima. What, what did you guys pick? I'll go first. I mm -hmm. chose the Cloak of Elvenkind, which oh. completes my set with my boots of Elvenkind. Oh, she's she's just a racist. She saw you had Elven ancestry, and she's like, this looks like it would fit you well. <laughs> I mean, I know your, elf, but... <laughs> your kind likes to wear these cloaks. <laughs> we took this off a drowned elf. <laughs> Some, somehow we knew the skeleton had pointy ears. <laughs> uh, yeah, way to make this a uh, mean character now, uh, Rebecca. <laughs> yeah. uh, what? What? Anybody else say anything fun? Um, I I uh, am approached by I suppose one warrior who hands over a uh, a gnarled uh, staff that sort of uh, comes to many points at the end uh, and. Uh, as I as I grasp it, it seems to crackle with uh, some electricity. Um, uh, it is technically a staff of evocation, but a lot of the spells that are on that I can't use. But I can use shocking grasp. So hey. <laughs> closest thing I'm going to get to a lightning staff. Staff <laughs> of shocking grasp. That's all you had to say. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. About Hunter. Well, I was gonna say, um, as these gifts are being doled out, uh, he would probably quietly approach uh, Nima with the the mm -hmm. dream pearl, and uh, he'll hold it in both of his large hands and say, "I was sent out by the dreamer of our tribe to retrieve this. Would you mind parting with it?" this item you've come to find Hanto it it did give my people a power to see ahead to reach out to protect ourselves but as I said it also made us weaker than if we had but relied on our own intuition you should use it but know your wisdom your, your power can always exceed that of a magical bobble. It, it is yours. That thank you for for rescuing me. Thank thank you for helping my people. He'll uh, look down at the the pearl and uh, he shrugs and he says, "I don't know what its purpose is or what mine is, honestly. But the fact that I was sent on this journey and despite." Everything that happened, I I found it. I have a feeling that perhaps my my path is not in my control. Uh, there is some sort of destiny out there for me, and maybe the maybe the pearl can tell me. Uh, any oh, Cassius, did you have uh, an item? 
Yeah, although some one of these folks hand, hands over what looks like a like a old rum bottle, except it's filled with just a clear liquid, and uh, affixed around the neck of the bottle is maybe like a little scroll of parchment or, or paper, and Cassius, and it has like a you know a cork stopper in it. And Cassius takes it and he kind of looks at the piece of paper and he goes, Geyser. That's all it says. And then he goes to, and he, then he takes the cork and he pops it off and uh, a deluge of water erupts at a rate of 15 gallons per round <laughs> from the bottle in a endless, seemingly endless stream. Oh, we're going to sink everybody uh, to the bilges. This, this is a decanter of endless water which is a, a a fun little item yeah. so I, I was doing the math and yeah 15 gallons in about six seconds yeah. is like a, a mid-range fire hose you know <laughs> it's uh it's a lot of liquid yeah. it, it could be used volume. you know to turn on people and wash them off a ship and i think the rules allow you to do hydraulic push Yes, right. so you can Jeez. direct you can direct it at a creature, subjecting it to the effects of hydraulic push. So Cassius just sees this deluge coming out of the bottle. He just points it at Itchy to Greg and just no! you know, sends him across. <laughs> sends him no, across. Captain the Y. Alaris, <laughs> having uh, just almost drowned, uh, is is a little a little comes up and puts the this. cap on it. It's like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, we don't play with water. Is this like one of those weeping <laughs> chests in Sea of Thieves? Yes, it kind of is like that. <laughs> oh, I hate those things. Oh, They're man. usually worth a good amount, though. They are. They are worth it. I. I, I don't know if you're solo slooping though. They're not. They're, they're a real pain. I will say. I think that item works exactly how. Uh, how how it reads in the text, but I think for the pirates campaign, I think it's got to be salt water, right? You can make it freshwater or salt water. Oh my! Oh, that's yeah. That's, if you pull, if you pull the stopper straight out, it will spill freshwater. If you twist it, it'll create salt water. Oh, okay. Well, this is such a cool item. I love so it so much. So it's water, much. water everywhere, and every drop to drink. Right? It's way too yeah. powerful. Way too powerful. Yeah, if, if, if you want to drink out of the, of the ocean. If, if you want to drink out of the uh, the fire hose, <laughs> you're yeah. Well, so the cool thing is, if depending on the command word that you speak, change the rate at which uh, it pours out. Okay. So if you say stream, it's a gallon per round. So if you like say a fountain, hose instead of a fire hose. Yes. If you speak fountain, you cause the war the water to pour out in a five foot long stream at a rate of five gallons around. And then geyser is the fifteen gallon per round hydraulic push. Gotcha. Uh, the cool thing is, is that because it's an endless bottle, you can just keep repeating the hydraulic push every single round, as long as you spend the interaction, the interact action to direct the geyser at somebody. Mm -hmm. So literally, Cassius can wield the decanter in one hand and like a sword in the other, and just be this like fire hose spitting, stabbing crazy person. I'm not gonna do that, but it's kind of funny to think of. Cassius the firefighter. That's what you'll be known as. Yeah. And Patrick is yeah. turning to his 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 uh, the episode he has written in his notes where everybody is uh, dehydrated and doesn't have water to drink. He's just crossing it out slowly. I'm, I'm called Aquaman. 
<laughs> I, have, I have the aqua. Oh, um, yeah, with uh, with your gifts doled out, um, the Princess Nima and her new warrior legion will indeed take their leave. Uh, they'll disappear into Honto, the waves. Honto will give her a hug before she departs. Um, she still is, is uh, like yourself, probably non-magically healing from, from several wounds, but she oh, yeah. will return it with a, a, a weak arm and uh, will, will whisper in your ear, you will know how you can contact me if you ever are in need of my assistance. I wouldn't burden you any further. Have a good life, Nima. Uh, yeah, you can watch the, the the tribe swims away out from Mancatcher Cove towards the east, perhaps never to return to this accursed place. Um, but yeah, uh, with that, the Thresher will leave as well. You'll see Isabella standing on the the top deck of her own ship, about maybe half your compliments um, aboard the smaller vessel take the ship out and beyond the cove as well as uh, it will take some more time to catalog all this treasure um, you guys can set about uh, celebrating with your crew drinking, eating uh, you have been away from the ship for about three and a half Three and yeah. a half days or so. I think you oh, stayed yeah. after you, you took on Knuckles Gripe on, on land. So uh, everyone's uh, good. Uh, happy to have you you back and are, are interested in your, your tales. They see all the wounds you've accumulated in this time. But uh, they are very interested in what happened. How, how, where this treasure came from how you all are, are splitting it up and, and what have you and uh, yeah are, are looking to to celebrate yeah yeah let's let's bring out the the good grog <laughs> get the <clears throat> maybe do some fishing get some grub uh, play oh, yeah. some drinking games and music I have not an idea we ought to have to a we ought to have a, a um ceremony as we affix the dragon to the front of our ship. Ooh, Besmara's bones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So if you want to do that immediately, uh, it will take, you know, some time to um, maybe like a day or so of, uh, of carpentry skills. But um, you can symbolically affix it by, by stringing it up next to it and maybe pouring some grog out onto, onto its its head. I'm thinking um, like Animal Crossing celebration where we built a new bridge <laughs> and we all like, pop firecrackers. Yeah, the four of you built it. Uh, <laughs> somewhere Jimothy Tippins is like, I didn't pay a single dollar for that bridge. <laughs> ah. uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna if we, if we have the party the next day I'll just prep a whole bunch of enhanced vittles 
spells yeah. and just oh, like nice. just everyone has this like, like a huge smorgasbord and turn it into like excellent high quality food and all the water turns to wine and as much of it as we want and oh boy uh, right, so maybe a few days of partying. Hold on, hold on. The water turns to, to wine. Can we use the I'm, I'm Storm wa- Jesus. I'm yeah. to, to wine. Storm Jesus! <laughs> That's right. I'll cast enhanced vittles as you, like, cast your hydraulic Yeah, bush. just, just there's just water <laughs> pouring out of it. Like, you're just touching it. blasting people <laughs> yeah. with the wine gun. Oh yeah. I'm just reminded of a, of a uh, UHF. Right. <laughs> Who wants to drink, to from, drink the from the fire hose? Oh my god. Blast goodness. the kid off. <laughs> who's who's that what, movie is so great. I love that what movie. What pirate uh crew member is the recipient of the first wine fire hose <laughs> blast to the face? Who do you think would volunteer for oh, that? Oh I think I think probably uh Mahim is is very excited to do this. <laughs> yeah, Mahim. Mahim the wine drinker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like maybe, like maybe the the game is that you, you sit up on the bow and like you try not to fall in, yeah. <laughs> like when you get blasted by wine. The great blasted. Oh boy. Yeah, yeah. So it is a good amount of of celebrations. I think they pull out the you know your pirate games. There's cards. There's dice on the the top deck, and uh, while it's not theirs, they're definitely messing up Bartleby's count by you know, doing like poker games with like uh, hundreds of gold pieces and pretending they're, they're super rich. Um, but yeah, as, as the evening drags on to the next day, uh, as you move away from, from the party scene, Honto, uh, I know how much you like to strut your stuff on the dance floor and get wasted. That's, that's Honto's character, right? Yes. Uh, what what do you do with the the pearl, this artifact? Um, I think he would first check to see if there's anything expected of him with Cassius, like for the festivities or anything else that he has roll, any responsibility for. I'm gonna roll a perception at a minus four because he's drunk. <laughs> And see if he even notices what. Oh gosh, he's so noticing. Yeah. yeah. Um. I think I think Cassius kind of during his revelry sees you maybe walking away to I don't know ponder. Um, well, no, he's specifically look... coming up to Cassius to ask him if there's yeah. anything. Oh, needs. oh, oh! I see what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, he's he's checking with Cassius. He's like, hey, Captain, do you need me for anything? Like, uh, Hanto looks at you. <laughs> Or Hanto looks at you. Cassius. <laughs> I mean, wow. Am, am I dreaming already? Like, that's... <laughs> know, right? uh, Cassius looks up from the game he, he's playing, and he says, Honto, you must be tired. I'll, why don't you go get some get some rest or whatever? I will relieve you of whatever duties you have. I don't have any plans to sleep tonight, mate. So you, you, did, you pulled a lot of weight in there, and... To be honest, it was a little scary how close it was to almost be losing you, so... Rest up, heal up, mate. Uh, Hanto will bite his tongue because, you know, his nature would be to say, actually, I'm not tired, but he he, he just doesn't even bother to say it. <laughs> and uh, 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 at that at that remark, he'll say, thank you again for 
saving me. I don't know how that would have ended up if you weren't there. He just kind of smiles. Cassius laughs and he goes, I think that brings the score to Honto saving Cassius 3 and Cassius saving Honto 1, so I believe I slow you a few there, mate. Everything comes to balance eventually. Aye. He just nods and he's going to head off to uh, whatever spot on the ship he has found tends to be the most quiet. Well, you've got the officers' quarters, and while there might be some partying there, um, for the most part, it's it's the 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 party is around the treasure hoard on the main deck. So you can you can head to your your bunk room, um, which is like you know basically just a, a bed and a uh, a small table. But uh, closing the door, get pretty pretty quiet in there. Um, yeah. uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, this is, uh, you can tell a, a potent magical item and it's something that you have been searching for, for the better part of a year or so on, on your quest. Uh, what, what do you think Honto does with it now that you've, you've, you've gotten it and you've gotten it to yourself? So I think, um, what he would end up doing is uh, he he'll dim lights uh, and uh, place it down on the on the floor. I assume that it's not like a perfectly even floor, so he'll probably take some sort of cushion or something and rest it on there mm-hmm. and just kind of sit uh, in a uh, kind of a cross-legged uh, posture, uh, his tail curled around but not on top of his legs and just kind of stare at it for a moment and then he'll try to remember what his elder taught him Mm -hmm. and he's going to try to commune with the dreams while trying to also focus on the presence of the pearl and to see if that does anything for him yeah in in games term this is kind of um infusing a bit of yourself into a, a magical item um, that allows you to, to to get to use it and, and get to understand it a little bit better. But I think in, in in-game terms, eventually you enter a state like sleep, like a meditative state where you're able to kind of separate yourself from the sounds of partying on the ship, uh, you know, maybe 50 feet away or so the creak the smells the the sounds of the ship itself and eventually the pains of of some of your your wounds and the problems of having a physical body and and, and drift into a a slumber a form of slumber it feels like even though you you did rest between exploring the sea cave uh, it feels perhaps like you haven't slept in years as you enter into this sleep. Uh, eventually, your your eyelids become heavier as you're kind of concentrating on the, the pearl, and uh, you find yourself kind of stumbling to your, your officer's bed. But a- as you get there, it feels like the, the wood of the ship underneath you just falls away first as you kind of lay back down on the deck you feel your impossibly heavy body just falling through 
the timbers, through the ocean, through the the, the planet itself, and, and then finally through space. We see from afar Honto falling into this vast chasm of, of sleep. And in the distance above you, just that single prick of, of starlight that uh, seems to follow and, and grow closer. And you can tell that it is indeed the pearl following you into this place awash in, in like a bluish flame that gives it an iridescent sheen. And yeah, it, it seems to be investing its own magical energy in you as you're letting yourself go. And it, you can kind of feel it reaching into your own mind and asking you for a return of energy, asking kind of to, to let itself into your your mind sphere. Okay. Um, I think as uh, he adjusts to these sensations, which are far, far deeper than he's ever managed to go in mm -hmm. any of these practices. Uh, yeah, you've, uh, you've felt inklings of this from afar in your, your journey for this thing, but it, it feels very, very real and, and very immediate now that you're here with it in front of you. Right. It's uh, closer than it has ever been. Um, he... I think would just follow um, his instinct and uh, having no attachment to much uh, of his surroundings um, would give himself to this this sensation uh, reach out to see uh, who it is that, that wants to connect with him what it, it wants to connect with him yeah, yeah, letting it in, it kind of just envelops you in its fiery corona, and uh, it crescendos into a, a blinding radiance, and eventually you find yourself in back in your own body, and walking out of the light as it begins to dim around you, and your footsteps as you move away from it become more and more familiar, more comfortable beneath your feet, they feel confident, they feel strong, and soon the ground from this white light kind of uh, rises up to meet your clawed toes. Uh, and you see very familiar roots and swamp grasses beneath them. And in the distance, you can hear and see uh, your village uh, for the first time in, in over a year. Uh, but the sky above it seems to be a, a metallic bluish sheen these, these purple-blue clouds above, and, and you realize this is indeed a reminder that this this place is a dream place. Despite how real it looks, it, it sounds. Uh, behind you, though, where the, the pearl was, you walked away from, you hear a familiar voice that says, Oh, I have you stopped. And turning, you see it belongs to none other than the, the long-lost taboo of the salt foot, but of an age years ago, your friend here is in the prime of his upbringing when you both became of an age to hunt down your own um, uh, Dinonychus beasts in the swamps. Uh, this is before Boggards raided the village and he got a, a scar above his brow. The heady days of long summers before the the, the next famine started. And Tepu says, 
You look like you have seen a ghost, Honto. What is the matter? Um, I think uh, in a moment, uh, he looks down at his hand to see if any of his more recent scars are there or what form he takes currently. Uh, they are and they aren't. As you, as you look down, you can remember them being there and you can see kind of like a faint overlay where perhaps the the matron bit you or uh, other splinters you've gotten on uh, on on board the ship maybe rope burns um but yeah they they beneath that they look younger and uh every time you blink you can kind of change between this perception um he thinks about it for a moment and uh he will curl up his hand and then gently lower it towards Tepeu and uh, extend it, uh, offering it to him, and he'll say, I haven't seen a ghost. I just have an appreciation for what is here now. Uh, uh, appreciate uh, what is what is here and what is before you, uh, and I will appreciate your sugar roll if you don't want it after supper tonight, he'll clasp you on the back, kind of run his clawed hand and very aggressively kind of like grab your, your neck and give you a a jostle. <laughs> um, Hanto will uh, uncharacteristically uh, revel in the, in the touch and his own hand just kind of slips around the middle of Tepeu's back and he closes his eyes. There is a, another voice. It, it sounds of the Aruxi, but it's not one perhaps you recognize uh, behind you as you move through dinner and and the next day going going hunting once more, perhaps fishing and wasting hours and hours. Um, the voice says, uh, you, you can stay here as long as you want. If you are the dreamer, just just know here you you have the power. You are the one doing this. It is not I. I know. Maybe just a little longer. Uh, you can literally live through entire seasons here and um, when you want to start to come out of it, uh, you feel yourself being rushed back into your body on board the, the Tidebreaker. It only seems like maybe a few hours have passed, have elapsed. It's, it's getting on earlier in the morning, but uh, you do feel rested in such a way that uh, you've almost never had before you ever you guys ever have a a bender where you stay up for like 48 hours and then sleep for like 14 hours turn off your alarm and go to bed yeah 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 no alarm <laughs> it's a a sunday with like nothing to do kind of sleep and you wake up and you're like what universe am i in <laughs> where where am I? Am I back in high school all of a sudden? I've certainly done that, but it's always a gamble as to whether or not 
I actually feel rested at the end of it. <laughs> yeah. You know what or, I mean? Or more tired. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it depends. This is, this is the, the, um, the more rested, but you might feel sleepy and, and, a longing kind of way as you want to jump back into it. But yeah, you feel energized. And beyond that, this, this next day after a season of, of resting, uh, you can communicate in, in such a way that you understand what this thing is. This is um, the purple pearl of the Lurgini, and it is a relic of that people one of indeed three mystic orbs that worked in concert to make um, the the empire the the nation flourish. You know, the land became more farmable, the skies cleared, and the oceans became bountiful. And the purple pearl indeed tells you it is tied to the oceans, tied to the waters, as well as the the minds that speak to it through dreams. How this came into the possession of, of Nima, of the Lokatha, uh, you are not sure. It's definitely traded many hands, you can tell, in the hundred years or so since it's been lost. But it has some abilities that allows water to kind of like flow like a second skin around you so long as you are able to to touch it and activate it with like a, a psychic command, basically single action psychic command. Uh, oh. It is indeed a relic and you're pretty sure when more are found, more abilities will be unlocked, but uh, can do a couple things um, up to uh, three times per day as a, uh, a major relic. Uh, it can do wait, three times per day. Yeah. It can, it, it can do one of, of three things. Um, maybe even one each. I might double check on these rules, but uh, it, it works like um, a energy resistant armor rune that just kind of like water flows over your, your armor out from the pearl and gives you cold or fire resistance five. Uh, it can work as the major armor rune of Greater Slick, which I believe that is the level two one. Gives you a plus two on escape rolls and just makes you very hard to hold on to. Uh, and then I believe once per day, um, the, the water can cover you completely and act as the uh, invisibility spell. Uh, beyond that... After communing with it, you also know it has um, uh, weekly spells that it can can cast uh, by doing basically a ritual. So it, it will take a little bit more time than than just a, a spell, but uh, it has the capability to do the spell Dream Message, uh, which I can get you the rules for, but. Um, there's a 10-minute casting of a spell that you talk to a creature you've met in person, and for this one, it also has to have seen the pearl 
or interacted with it in some way. But you can send a message to that target's dreams, uh, a one-way, um, like a minute-long speech, just kind of like invade their dreams to to give them a message, which is why Nima said that you will know how to contact her if if need be. But mind you, that is a one-way communication range for the spell is planetary so oh goodness sorry you can't talk to anyone on akaton or Perseus or something but so i'm not getting another magic item for like two books i'm assuming (laughs) yeah this is this is it uh it can also be used for the uh, the spell augury as well so this is what the the Lokwitha people used it for as kind of a um, a warning device to to tell if you know a decision is good or bad, moving into danger. Right, and she okay. said they became a little too reliant upon. But lots of abilities for no for this one, and like I said, you're pretty sure. Um, there's a, a couple more out there, uh, a couple more of these Lurgurney stones and. It has been said that once they're together, um, it is is possible that uh, it will be a major boon for the people of the Sodden Lands, people that were in this this the the loci of the its original resting site where these things were created and, and crafted. I like I like good non cursed magical items. I don't know about you guys. But... <laughs> No, no well, curses we with this one. We just haven't identified the curse yet, I think. Goodness. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I think I'll probably... I'll try to get you the basis for all... Sure. I mean, it's basically we'll five things this thing can do. At people, you know, this is the thing that people listen to podcasts for, right? Item management, inventory management. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I but think, mind uh, you, it is a little dangerous because you have to have this on your person in order to, mm. to use it. So there's no locking this thing away in a chest. Um, if you want to have it, it's, it's boons. You've got to basically carry this thing on you and like not stowed away in a bag. I see. Okay. Um, I think, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to yield the, the podcast to every other player for like the rest of the show. But, uh, <laughs> I think the very last thing that, uh, that, uh, Honto does is, uh, uh, feeling spiritually rested. Uh, he will climb into his bed and um he'll drift off to regular sleep uh-huh. uh, with tears on his eyes guys the beginning of this book is off to a frolicking start but we are going to fast forward a bit into your pirate adventures over the next you know phase of this show going to speed the play maybe make some montages of the next few weeks of your adventuring the first part of book three we will see your characters here moving from port to port as you have to unload all this crazy treasure you hoist up on top of the the main deck like a giant stone throne (laughs) and then you've got all kinds of uh of things below deck and 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 plunder from from this ancient treasure hoard 
Do not then, ask us how we got that thrown out of there. Just don't. It well, happened. It it took days. And it, it took, took a lot of wine. It took uh, <laughs> yeah, getting getting your pirates drunk and casting water breathing on them. Um, but yeah, underwater, you know, you get some logs, some round logs, and you just kind of roll that baby out and then yeah. hoist it we on just, up. We just laid down Itchy Toe Greg and used him as a roller. Oh no, <laughs> compensating so. <laughs> If he's got water breathing, he's probably fine. He's fine. To make a fine roller, Richie Toads. Oh, just because me, me left leg be a, a stumpy log. Doesn't uh, mean you allowed it be to be a, a roller for ye. Um, but yeah, between each port as you're unloading this treasure, you got to tell tales. And that's how you gain infamy. And if you guys recall, you've already gained some, um, I believe, telling the tale of bone rack island and taking on the the undead uh pirate um, whalebone pilk uh pilk and 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 breaking the bell but yeah uh these are old stories and as you go to more and more cities they've uh some people have heard them they want new tales they're not gonna want the standard storytelling and they want greater and, and wider and wilder and weirder stories as you go. So the tales of the crew of the tiebreaker have to continue to circulate over the next month or so uh, become crazier. And we're going to do, before we wrap up here tonight, you know, an example of these crazy stories in a classic, classical form of storytelling called the mad lib short mad libs here tonight mad libs are my favorite everyone knows the ancient tradition of mad libs (laughs) uh yeah so uh not only does every one of you have to tell a story uh to to see if you can gain enough infamy or if we're gonna have a buffer episode next week but uh the the way we're gonna do that is by filling out a mad lib and as you're continuing on moving between ports, we get to Rapier Bay and uh, we see Alaris telling a story, perhaps while Honto Candoso and Captain Cassius are trying to unload some merchandise in the back of the bar. Uh, Rebecca, okay, I've got it typed in here. I'm going to give you the fill-ins and then I'm going to type them in and allow you to to read your your Mad Lib uh, okay. in, in character afterwards. So first things first, I need a food. A food. Bananas. All right, this is already rated R, so that's great. <laughs> um, an adjective. Curly. Oh, no. Uh, Boys, don't you hate it when you have a curly banana? An athletic verb. Run. An adjective. Uh, blue. An adverb. Brilliantly. An exclamation. Like, Eureka! Holy carp! Holy carp is very good. It's (laughs) fish-themed. It's fish-themed. It's good. And plural weapons. So, uh, a weapon type, but plural, I guess. Like, swords. Uh, you stole mine. Swords. Swords! Adjective. Um, bright. An emotion. Forlorn. 
a pithy one-liner. And that's what you get when you mess with the crew of... What's the name of our ship? Um, Phoenix's Respite, maybe? I don't, I don't the Tidebreaker. Tidebreaker! <laughs> You right, can put an ellipsis for that. It's pretty long. Everyone knows it's the best one liners are when you turn back to your crew and go, what ship do we sail on? <laughs> What's the name of the ship again? It's kind of new um, when the story is being told. Uh, plural noun. Sharks. Copying and pasting. Uh, this story is called A Cliffside Attack. I'll put it in the, the general chat for you here, Rebecca. <gasps> oh, no. Look at it. I'm not gonna look at it. I just want to hear it straight. Okay, who's my audience right now? Uh, it is a drunken <laughs> bar full of mariners, pirates, and and tradespeople. All right. I'm just walking around, just enhancing vittles on everybody. I'm gonna send uh, Jabert, Tyler, and Seth your guys's things to to start thinking about. Okay. Oh, and when you're ready, Rebecca. All right. There we were, without water or bananas, and crawling through the jungle. We climbed some curly rocks along a cliff, cliff face. Honto had no problems because he is great at running. Cassius was having trouble. That's when we saw them. There were four massive blue wild boars, ten foot tall, if they were an inch, waiting for us brilliantly. Well, I said, holy carp! And we all attacked with our swords! The fight was bright, but eventually there was but one hog left, clinging to the cliff face somehow with a forlorn look in its eye. Well, I looked down at that boar and said, and that's what she- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's not, not, so, not so pithy a one-liner, huh? <laughs> And that's what you get when you mess with the crew of the Tidebreaker and, <laughs> and kicked it into the sea below. We continued our journey and found, found a box full of sharks that made the trip worth it to Captain Cassius. Ah, yes, my box of sharks. The, the crew uh, <laughs> or the people listening, yeah, erupt in, in uh, laughter, uh, enjoyment, there's there's a round of applause uh, to see how well you did in earning infamy. The DC for this is 10 plus your guys' party level. So it's DC 17 by each five. You beat this by uh, you gain an additional infamy uh, and dis disrupt you points. Um, basically, you use whatever skill um, you, you think would would be able to aid you in, in telling this kind of story. Uh, deception, diplomacy, a kind of lore. Society? Could I read the room? <laughs> uh, I'll allow it. Yeah. I mean, uh, is deception not better for you? <laughs> I just imagine that might be. No, society is better for me. Go for it. Or Put on some airs. Uh, so that is uh, excess and an extension of that by one. So two successes. And I'm going to write that down so we don't forget it and we will move on to do, do, do. Uh, well I guess we can do anybody next but uh, I do have these in kind of order as you guys move along the islands of the shackles is okay Jabert if we do you next alright that sounds great yeah 
Um, Plural so just, animal. I'm, I'm just uh oh, oh okay okay you're you're gonna read them out to me and okay yeah yeah and I'll I'll write them down but okay. just want to give you a little heads up yeah uh badgers uh, adjective frightening well you guys have have come up against a lot of frightening stuff in your a lot adventure. of frightening badgers in my day mm-hmm. adverb overly adjective rambunctious all right well if this is misspelled then you have yourself to blame for picking silver dollar words that seems fine uh an arcane substance powder i found in captain cassius's bathroom i don't know if that's gonna make sense but okay part of the fun um food Turkey legs. Oh, now I'm hungry. Thanks, Jabert. You're, uh, you're on. You're on turkey legs today, right? Now. I mean, like it's, it's like your third mention of them. God, I wish I had one. Uh, body part. Sorry, I froze up there for a second. <laughs> uh, did you prompt me for the next one? Body part. Yeah. Oh. Uh, person legs. Uh, adverb. Hmm. Suddenly. That's a good one. That's a that's a that's an attention grabber in a story. <gasps> Suddenly. Uh, an exclamation. Ah. Like, um, what was it? Uh, Holy carp. Holy carp. Yeah. Is this just like A's and H's? Yeah. A A A A A H H H H H. Right, not right uh, weapon. Mm, uh, uh, nunchuck. <laughs> and a plural noun. Nunchucks. All right, that's got to work, right? It's basically in the same sense. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. It's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna be perfect. I don't know how to spell nunchucks either. So here's my best approximation, <laughs> and going into. Uh, the well, I'll I'll, I'll uh, uh, private message this one to you. Here you go. Okay. Oh, oh, I already see several spelling errors. Good luck. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Good luck. Is this taking place in a different port, or is this like? Oh the same yes, of audience, course. Or? This is in okay. Quint, and this hmm. story is called the Chelish Attack. We were set upon the open seas near the island of Badgers by the largest and most frightening chelish ship I have seen. They came alongside our over, our ship over <laughs> uh, and we saw that their captain was a rambunctious witch. She smelled of powder which I found in Captain Cassius's bathroom and turkey legs and ordered our heads cut off. Well, we weren't going to stand for our person legs or our heads being chopped off. So we fought back suddenly. Captain Cassius called out, Ah! And with a nunchuck, sliced her nunchucks off of her body, thus us winning the day. And I take a big bow to the crowd. I like that one a lot. Um, okay. 
<laughs> uh, go ahead and also make me a roll. Um, what do you think yeah. you would use to to embellish, perhaps, Don't or sell this one? Yeah, add to this, and basically, most any skill pro- can probably be worked in. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Uh. Perhaps I will. Uh. Rely on my. Uh. Uh, clever descriptions of the ocean uh, to uh, uh, to uh, paint a, a beautiful picture. Um, yes, go right ahead, and that would oh. be a nature rule. Uh, I was going to say ocean lore, but uh, nature is great too. That's also fine. Okay, well, I'd much prefer nature now that you now that you bring it up. <laughs> oh, thank goodness! All right, what'd you get? Uh, 24 as well. I just saw that Rebecca also rolled a 24. Yep. Another couple of successes there. So I'll mark these down. Okay. All right. I guess I should mention, I mean, you guys rolled kind of like average here, but if you do want to use your, your hero point to roll this, you can, but uh, these are okay. I mean, I mean, if there's, if there is a, uh, an option for a, uh, for a critical success. Ooh, I want that critical. Technically, yeah, if you roll a 27 or more. Oh, I a... want that critical. Oh, I want that critical. There's a hey. 27. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Wow. So good reroll. <laughs> Barely that been, good that enough. That could have been way worse than you originally rolled, but it doubling the target. <laughs> doubling up the points here have doubled your infamy in the shackles to 12 if my math is correct i forgot when the last time you guys told some stories was but we're famous uh we still have a couple of chances to add on to that and the next story is going to be uh on and the small quaint township of beachcomber this is cassius's tale cassius mm. tyler give me an adjective barnacled that's a good themed one. Uh, give me another adjective. I'm trying to make these all on theme, so this one's rum-soaked. Adverb. Rapidly. Animal. Plural. Crab. I think. Ooh, adverb. Beautifully. Plural noun. Mermaids. Uh, verb. Skip. As in to skip, not as in I'm skipping the question. <laughs> no, you don't get to give, skip them. We'll, we'll come back to that one, I guess. Uh, adjective. Parrot-nosed. A food. Caviar. Oh, you wish. And last but not least, a drink. A geyser of wine. <laughs> I'm going to add some embellishment onto that, but okay. All right, your tail uh, you tell the fine folks of Beachcomber, while not the largest port for you to sell your wares, you know it is a stop-in and a a consummate gossip hub for the island and its, its central location between many larger islands. So stories here can reach far and wide. Uh, your tale is called Cracking the Rock. Oh, yes. Now this tale starts like it always does. We found a barnacled island home to rum-soaked Tidewater Rock Castle. 
Thar we waited until it was rapidly dark and stole ashore. Thar were twenty bloodthirsty crabs on shore, but we bested them. Then I knocked beautifully on the castle door <laughs> and said, Hey, you bunch of mermaids come out or else I'll kill you with this noun that I always carry around with me. Oh no, did we, we skip a noun? <laughs> no, we'd be missing a noun. I'll kill you with this. Conch shell. Badgers. Conch shell that I always carry around with me. It's crab shell. Well, they be so scarred that they skipped their pantaloons and opened the doors wide. They treated me like a parrot-nosed king and served us all caviar for a feast and we drank a literal geyser of wine from the skulls of our enemies. <laughs> the story lights people up here. Make me a roll. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, for my roll... You got a lot of stuff, I feel like you can... I could roll just roll. about anything i i mean diplomacy is my highest at 16 uh but we can also do performance at 14 i feel like story is very much performance driven i don't know what i'm necessarily di diplomacying mm -hmm, mm -hmm. well you're making friends with people and and getting it's them either that or deception for all the lies i just told yeah yeah and there's a bit of a knowing wink for, for some pirates that come through here that their yeah. tails are obviously going to be embellished. Oh, There's man. probably only 10 crabs and not 20, 24. Yeah. Oh, I Another rolled a nine. 24? We love those. There is some sort of thing going on here. Do we think, oh, do I think I can do better? I think you probably could, but it's, I mean, it's a nine, right? I It's a 50-50 it's a shot. You get a, about a 50% chance of doing better. Yeah, let's do it again. Oh, I've done no. worse, <laughs> but not by a lot. So no, I don't feel too bad about it. Okay, all right, no pressure, but it comes down to Honto here. Why is he the last one? He's the best storyteller. Oh yeah. Oh man, you've you've got this. <laughs> you remember that one time you told me that one story about about a uh, uh, about your 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 friend who who uh, who got leukemia or something? That was a great story. It was hysterical. I loved it. <laughs> oh, good gracious! <laughs> the, 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 did it, did Honto write the Fault in Our Stars? Like, what... <laughs> yeah, you're John Green, right? Ah, oh, dang it! Ah, oh, no, sorry, wrong guy. Oh no, Honto, we we did you dirty. You're not the not, best storyteller not, in the world. <laughs> he's not Jonto. Right. All right, here you go, Seth. Boom. Yeah, this is on the Isle of Hell's Harbor. We find Honto telling the tale to a bunch of mean-looking grizzly sailors. A story called Fighting the Matron. Remember okay. when you guys almost died? <laughs> this is that tale. Cool. Excellent. Um, I, 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 he has to have been, like, goaded into this or something. <laughs> <laughs> and he just kind of, like... <laughs> you saw how how uh, the captain failed at, like, his best ability on beachcomber and he's like please please onto <laughs> it was beneath the honorable caves of mancatcher cove that me and our crew nearly died a impressively death um at the hands of a patina eyed sea devil matron she was a respectable creature with hope in her heart 
she packed a mean punch and she jumped <laughs> me viciously with her powerful claws. But there was a beam of hope. The creature we avoided killing, a huge shark with a rope on its back, showed up and quickly fought the sea devils. We fought the matron back and with her bones made a nice oyster that we fed to our new animal friend. <laughs> the shark with a rope on its back. I forgot that Seth texted me his uh, his bits and you guys didn't know what the what words he added in because we're oh speeding the play a little bit. But I like it still. I like it. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say we kind of skipped that part for me, but uh, she yeah, was a respectable I, I, creature. With yeah, I, I, I also heart. tried to follow a theme. I was like, you yeah, know, sure. honor, respect, power, strength, you know, like that yeah. sort of thing. Uh, like, she did jump you with her powerful claws. That's I for think sure. she did. <laughs> uh, make me what? What kind of skill check do you think you you've got to to add to this story? Uh, recognizing that he's not a good storyteller. Um, he hasn't gotten to that part of his uh, transition into elder status. Um, so he knows that people are impressed with his um, feats of physicality. So mm. I think he would either try to embellish it by performing either acrobatic or athletic feats while telling the story. Here comes Ichito Greg in like a matron costume to wrestle. He's like, but eat you. And Honto, and Honto punches maybe just a little too hard. <laughs> oh, God. No. You said uh, it was for show. I could either apply uh, acrobatics or athletics, whichever you think would be more appropriate, or if either of them work for you. You just became a master of acrobatics. Go ahead and roll it. Okay. Oof. <laughs> Everyone rolling in that re-roll, low twenties. Yeah, you've rolled a I six. I rolled a six, so probably probably I have safe. a very good chance of rolling higher. I will yeah. I will use that hero die. Hey! What is up? Hey, critical success here. Okay. Let's see. Honto stepping up to the plate and destroying. Honto, like, I people love... just stopped listening to the story and just like watched him doing like just some some Marshall old patron in the back just going like I don't know what that lizard's saying but his body is ripped <laughs> <laughs> but I like what he's saying it with mm. <laughs> yes <laughs> I'm glad my hearing went out and not my eyesight <laughs> uh, of course um the, the stories do circulate uh, far and wide um, as you continue to tell them and your reign of, of terror on the shackles continues as you pirate chelish slave ships, attack merchant vessels, find lost treasures, sunken vessels across the seas here, and the tales of your exploits rather travel uh, further afield than even your own sails could take you in the next month or so and pirates new and old take note of your deeds uh, some smaller ships try and hunt you down to see if the legend's true see if they can face your crew and seasoned captains begin to give your ship a wider berth as you set into harbor lest they become a new foe um, as, the, as the months roll on here, you all eventually realize that you are steadily becoming a, a, a well-known, uh, an infamous crew 
There's only one location with which you can now tell your tales and still gain the same amount of acclaim. Uh, One elevated group of pirates you have yet to impress if you guys want your ship to continue on this upward trend. And so this episode ends with the crew of the Tidebreaker standing along the starboard side of their vessel as it glides into the bay past Crescent Harbor. And uh, we see your ship coming for the first time to rest in the capital of the Pirate Empire, uh, the Port Peril itself, where you all met almost a year ago, where you all started. Your fortunes and tales seem to have brought you back to now, but what stories you will write here in the annals of pirate history is a tale for another time here on Dead Men Roll No Crits. Mad Libs. Super <laughs> successful. I think we, I think we should need to work them in every episode. So yeah, welcome welcome really to the Mad fun. Libs podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Holy carp! Um, <laughs> I was like, these, these, these storytelling things need to uh, be sillier somehow. <laughs> and I, uh, Mad Libs achieved. Writing Mad Libs is hard, though. Yeah, it can be. Messed up like eight times. <laughs> I, I liked it. That was yeah, fun. it was fun. Uh, we will have a whole slew of new characters, if you can believe it or not. More pirates than you can shake a, a fist at. Uh, next time here as as we get into the, the meat the guts of book three but until then guys thanks for playing with me thank, thank, you, thank you patrick and mm-hmm. patreon listeners and beyond our, our free uh freebie captains out there thank you guys for listening supporting the show and uh, making demon roll no crits possible uh we'll catch you next time here on the shackle team so long farewell Yarg. Yarg. Rebecca, why don't you hit us with that famous one-liner? Holy carp. <laughs> <laughs> Delivered perfectly. <laughs>